Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the A Champion's Mind podcast. I'm your host, Mario Aroyave. Today, January the 9th, 2018, maybe some of you guys are in the same boat that I am in where I've had quite a bit of coffee because I've needed it to get my day going because I stayed up later than I normally do to watch a football game, NCAA Division I championship between Alabama and Georgia. And I don't normally stay up late. Usually, even if it's a championship game, I will you know, go to sleep because I value sleep over staying up late. But for whatever reason, I was intrigued to watch this football game last night. And so I stayed up, honestly, simply because I wanted to see if Alabama could pull it off. I wanted to see if Alabama can continue to be dominant, go from a team that wasn't supposed to make the playoff, that a lot of people thought shouldn't make the playoff, and and that they would just show their true colors and become national champions, and they did. But I, I don't want to talk about that. Um, what I want to talk about is what happened in that game and what does that game teach us? I was, I'm was i thankful this morning, even though I'm a little bit tired, that I stayed up to watch the game because I picked up a couple of things that I want to share with you guys that I want to make sure that we don't miss. And it's all on the Alabama side. But here go, I'm going to focus on three things. The first thing I want to focus on is I want to focus on Jalen Hurts, the starting quarterback, a quarterback that had a 25-2 and record during his time at Alabama. I want to focus on the backup quarterback. I can't pronounce his name. Young man from Hawaii, a true freshman who ended up coming into the game and playing the entire second half minus one play. And then I want to focus on Nick Saban and his coaching style and the culture of the Alabama team in general. So let me start with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts started the football game last night. Jalen Hurts had a record of 25-2 and during his time at Alabama. He had put in his time, he had sat behind those that came before him, and then it was his turn to be the starting quarterback. He had led Alabama to obviously what was a great season, played in the game before the national championship game to get them all the way to where they were. Now, that being said, Alabama found themselves down 13 to nothing after the first half of play. So Georgia was clearly in the driver's seat, by the way, Georgia being a double-digit underdog in this game so nobody really gave them a chance but they're up they're doing all the right things they go into the locker room at halftime Jalen Hurts was then told at the same time that the second string quarterback is being told in the second half we're going to make a quarterback change we are going to put in the second string quarterback because he's got a better arm he can throw the ball better than Jalen Hurts can Jalen Hurts is a running quarterback and we feel that we need that in order to be successful against his Georgia defense, which had obviously blanketed Alabama. They didn't have any points at the time. Now, let me focus on Jalen Hurts first. What's going through his mind at this time? I can only imagine that there were probably some negative things going through his mind. He was 25-2. and two. This is the last game for the national championship. I'm sure that he would want nothing more than to be out on the field and be playing in the national championship game in the second half to give his team a chance to rally back. But what we saw in his actions was something different than that. So did, you know, 
people watch him and he's got a smile on his face and he's patting the backup quarterback on the helmet and he's telling him, let's go. And he's being super supportive of him. What was going on upstairs? Did he have negative thoughts? I'm sure that he probably did selfishly, maybe a little bit of selfishness, a little bit of ego kind of started welling up in him. But man, did Jalen Hurts not do a fantastic job of pushing those feelings down for the sake of, and I'll continue on that point when we get to talking about Coach Saban. But let me end with this. Jalen Hurts did come in in the second half. He came in for one play. He came in on that third down just before Alabama tried to kick that field goal that was missed to actually to win the game in regulation. They ended up winning the game in overtime. Jalen Hurts came in for that one play on that third down. And the reason why Coach Saban brought him in was because he said, let me get a veteran in there who's more secure with the football. Jalen Hurts, here's the play call. You're going to take the snap. You're going to move closer to the middle of the field. And you're going to just take a knee and take a loss. And Jalen Hurts went in there and he did that. You want to talk about a young man swallowing his pride? Jalen Hurts' stat sheet for the second half is going to show a loss, one rush, one play, and a loss. But he was happy to do it. And again, I'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast. Let's go into the second string quarterback that came in, played the entire second half minus that one play. What about that young man? True freshman. I can only imagine that that young man was being told over and over and over again by the coaching staff at Alabama, you need to work hard because you never know when we're going to need you. I understand that you may be the backup quarterback. I understand that you may be a true freshman. You're playing behind a guy who's only lost two games in his collegiate career while at this university. But we need you to give your very best effort every single day because we don't know when that moment is going to come where your services and your talents and your skills are going to be needed. And we can't have you just over here sitting, going half speed, only giving 80%, thinking to yourself, hey, if logic plays out, I'm probably not going to play this year. I'll get my chance down the road, but it's not going to be right now. Can you imagine if this young man had done that? Would he have been as prepared to come into a national championship game with everything on the line. And the game couldn't have been closer, by the way. What they asked him to do was to come back from 13 points down to win this thing. And it didn't even happen in regulation. We had to go to overtime to get the final verdict on this game. And he delivered beautifully, which, you know, by the way, I mean, last two plays of the game, the play before he throws that touchdown pass he took a sack for, what, was it a 10 or a 12-yard loss? Made a, obviously, rookie, which he's allowed to do, rookie mistake and not throwing the football away. Gets sacked for a huge loss, huge mental error, but has the resilience on the very next play to make a great pass, throws a dart to his wide receiver running down the left sideline for the touchdown to, to end the game and to get... Alabama the national championship so that young man must have had a work ethic during practice that allowed him to plug into this situation and say to himself I've been working really hard this year and I'm going to go out here and I'm I'm prepared for these kinds of scenarios even though I've never been here before 
and again, we don't have time to talk about it in this podcast, but there's a whole bunch of other skills that are, you know, needed there, like patience and composure and all those kinds of things. But let me tie a bow on this by taking both of those young men, Jalen Hurts, his humility, the backup quarterback, his poise and his readiness and preparedness, even though people are like, man, this is a freshman quarterback, like you got to be kidding me. You're putting him in there. You're feeding him to the Lions against a really good defense. Let's take both of those guys and let's put them under the umbrella of Coach Nick Saban and just the culture that he has created on that team. What he's got going over there is a successful culture. It's a successful mindset. What he's done is he's created a culture where... Everybody on that team, it doesn't matter who's throwing you the ball. It doesn't matter who you're blocking for. There is this sense of greater purpose from each individual on that team that whatever is for the betterment of that team is what we're going to ride with and we're going to be okay with that. So when Jalen Hurts gets approached at halftime and says, we're going to sit you down, we're going to put in the second string quarterback because he can throw the ball better than you. We don't have an ego that pops off like we see so often from young men. We don't have an ego that pops off and gets upset and says, man, I need to be in there. I was 25 and two. This has to happen, right? Maybe there was a small tendency for that to happen, but then all of a sudden, I'm sure that everything that Coach Saban had been saying throughout the year, that Jalen had been, you know, around for four years, I'm sure that that started to echo in his mind, like, hey, this is what's better for the team. You need to be a team player here. So just to tie a bow on this, the fact that the culture was there for these guys to submit themselves to whatever it was that needed to be done, Jalen Hurts being benched, second string quarterback coming in and being prepared, those two things are a testament to the leadership in that Alabama football organization. And that's why they're so good. And that's why they're so consistent. But let me end with this because, you know, they they came back from 13 points. Let's face it, the odds were stacked against them that they were going to come back. Who knew how this was going to end? I'm sure that most people were thinking, Saban, it's a terrible decision for you to bring this guy in. I don't know what you're doing. You're probably crazy. And then as they start scoring and start coming back, oh, okay, maybe he's right. But here's what, and I didn't want, I don't know, maybe I did want this to happen. I'm not sure. If it wouldn't have worked out, who do you think would have been most supportive of Nick Saban? I think it would have been everybody in that organization, everybody on that team, the players, the staff, everybody. They probably would have said something to the effect of, you know what, we didn't win the football game, but Coach Saban made this decision with our interests at heart to give us the best chance to be successful. And we're okay with the fact that it didn't work out. We're not going to badmouth the decision. We're not going to question the decision. Quite frankly, because honestly, he won his sixth national championship last night and ties Bear Bryant for a record. And quite honestly, how can you argue with that? You ride with a guy that's been that consistent in his performance. So you really maybe don't necessarily question it. You just do what's asked and you stick together because you have the full bond of the team and everybody is on the same page. Win, lose, draw. 
Let's give our best effort and give ourselves the best chance to be successful. The last thing that I want to land with, and I know that this is super controversial, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, is the University of Central Florida, the team that went undefeated and the team that played in a bowl game. They won their bowl game handedly, and they beat the only team that beat Alabama and all this and that. So all over Facebook and Twitter and all these different places, there's the whole, which seems to almost happen every year. So it's nothing new, but oh, they're the real national champions. They never got a chance to show it. If they would have let them play this, they should have been there. Like, why are these other teams there? So on and so forth. Can I just say this? And I don't know for a fact, but can I just say that the only people that are probably not making as big of a deal of this as as they should is uh, the players and the organization at the University of Central Florida, those coaches. There's this thing called uncontrollables, people. And the system is what it is. Is it flawed? Well, we can sit around and we can talk about that all day. But it is what it is. The University of Central Florida did not play in the national championship game last night. They weren't there. They, they didn't get the opportunity to do that. So what did they do? What can they control? They can control the bowl game that they were in, play that game to the best of their ability, win it like they did, and then let everything else go. People are making such a big deal about this, and it's okay because I know that people like to debate and argue and do all those kinds of things, but I'm coming at it from a different angle. Like, what does it, what does it really matter? When you've done your best and you've controlled everything that you can control and the uncontrollables don't fall in your favor. In this case, them not getting into the national championship, the playoff to even play for the national championship. Then what else is there left to do? There really isn't anything. And I think that the university of central Florida, part of the reason why they were so successful this season is because they recognized that if they would have been focused on the fact that they got snubbed from being in the playoffs and being in the national championship game, ultimately, I have a feeling that they would not have performed at the level they would have during their bowl game. Now, I know some people would say, well, they probably used anger and played with a chip on their shoulder and did those kinds of things. It's possible. I'm not going to rule that out as, you know, what was fueling their performance during that bowl game. But I'm going to leave you with this question to ponder. The fact that they didn't play in the bowl game. They're a legend right now. Nobody knows whether they really are national champions or not. Everybody's just going, well, maybe they would have won. I mean, maybe they wouldn't have. Are they in a better position now that they didn't even play in the game? Because we'll never know the outcome of that game. I don't know. That's for you guys to decide. I'd love to hear your thoughts on just this whole thing in general. Social media is buzzing with all of this. So what are your thoughts? I mean, do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? I'd love to, I'd love to engage in some conversation with you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this. This was off the cuff. It was just such a great game. I felt like I needed to get these thoughts out and to you. And, you know, how do these, how can we use these things to help us to perform at a higher level with more consistency? I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast that I'm putting out. If you want some more of this, then you can jump onto iTunes and search A Champion's Mind and you'll find plenty of episodes there. Feel free to subscribe to it as well, obviously, so you don't miss any future episodes. And then if you would be so kind, please leave a review in iTunes. That way we can get the message out and this podcast out to more folks that we can impact in a positive way. Also have a Facebook page and a YouTube channel, both by the name Utmost Performance, where you can find some more content. 
And last but not least, the website, utmostperformance.info, in case you want to contact me and check out some more of the other stuff that I've got going on so that we can partner together on a one-on-one -on -one basis and I can get into the nooks and crannies of what it is that you're going through so that I can help you to perform at a higher level. Once again, folks, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day.